It's time for another episode of Espresso Yourself with Chuck. And now, coming to the mic, your host, Chuck. Hey, I'm really excited about our guest today because not only is she a member of the Jag K family as a career specialist, she was also one of our students. And she's the second person to do that, but currently the only career specialist who was a, a Jag K student. So uh, please help me welcome in your own way from the from the classroom or the comfort of your own homes, our Schlegel, one of our Schlegel High School career specialists, Kylie Ron Pittman. Hi, Kylie. Hi, how are you today, Chuck? I am very well, thank you. I I will say that this is really fun because as a student, you were active. Um, you know, I we you went to Washington D.C. as I recall uh, to the National Student Leadership Academy. You were part of JAG K Day at the Capitol in 2019, where we received a governor's proclamation. We have a picture of that. So as a student, you were very involved, but I never thought that um, someday we would be colleagues working together. Uh, and so it's really exciting for me personally, and hopefully you're enjoying your journey thus far as well. Oh, for sure. And it is definitely exciting to be working with you, someone who I have looked up to and still get to look up to. Um, but yeah, I've definitely loved the journey. I've definitely loved coming into the Jack K program and getting to know the kids and already from last year to this year, being able to see a difference. Right. So you started last year, mid-year, I think, as I recall. Yep. So that's always an even bigger challenge to step into a program partway through the year. Fortunately, you did have a foundation because of your experience as a student. So can we go all the way back, which actually isn't that far back? Right. <laughs> but um, can we go back to how you, uh, maybe a little bit about, you know, your life and and how you got in the program at Baser Linwood High School. You had an excellent career specialist, Mary Guerra. Um, and just kind of tell us about how you got uh, into the program as a student. And then we'll kind of pick it up from there after you share that with us. Yeah, for sure. So um, my freshman year, I had met a girl and she just needed a little bit of help. So we took her in and her little sister. So they were living with us and she was actually in the JAG-K program. Um, and they were doing an event where they were selling some snow cones at the time. This was back in uh, 2016. And um, I went and I helped out and I learned about the JAG-K program. Um, at the end of the year, Mary Guerra pulled me in for an interview. I fit the criteria. Um, and that's when I first entered JAG was my sophomore year right after that. So I was introduced to JAG-K by a friend. Excellent. And so what did you, I, so you actually had a little bit more understanding of what JAG-K was because of the, you know, working with, with them and, and your friend did before that, did you have any idea what the program was about and did you understand how it could help you prepare for a successful future? No, I did not know the importance that JAG was going to have on me. I did not know the impact JAG was going to have on me. Whenever I first heard about it, I honestly thought it was like a, a class for the bad kids. But that is definitely not what JAG-K is. How would you describe it to a prospective student who may be interested but maybe heard 
that it's a, a class for the bad kids because yeah. uh, we know that's not the case, but how would you describe it? Maybe uh, then versus now even. Yeah. Okay. So um, especially when I was in high school and I thought it was a class for the bad kids and then I joined it, um, it showed to me that this is not a class for the bad kids. This is a class for the kids. It is a class for the students. The students get to learn um, things that they would like to learn via projects, via food drives. We did a food drive every year when I was in JAG-K and it was outstanding. We had to make our own flyers. We had to go get our own supplies. We had to create a route to drop off the bags into the community and a route to pick up with the information when we were going to be there again. Um, and that type of hands-on work really builds character and builds the normal competencies that we need in life, such as following directions, problem solving, goal setting, and getting a plan to uh, reach that goal, not just setting a goal and then hoping you get there one day. Right. I think um, there there is um, a misunderstanding about what we do. Um, most of our students, and this is just data, but half of our students are in the bottom 25% of class rank. But we also have maybe 10% of our students that are on the top 25% of class rank. So, uh, and those students teach each other things, yes. maybe study yeah. skills from one end, but then the students who may not academically be achieving at a high level right now can teach communication skills, organizational skills. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, we, the model works and it's worked for more than 40 years and, and we're in our 11th year here in Kansas, but um, everything about this program is intentional and there's a purpose behind what we do and, and student selection is, is a part of that. So, um, you're way too young to have seen this when it first ran in the, in the theater, but have you ever seen the breakfast club, that movie? No, I have not. Okay. So it's, I, I think it's like, that was the eighties version of Jag K it's, it's a bunch of students who are from different backgrounds, um, like the jock, the scholar, the, you know, they just, they have different worlds within the school, but then they come together in detention. We're not detention, but they come together in the library and they realize that they have a lot more in common. And then they, at the end of the, the day, they're good friends. They've supported each other through some stuff. And that really is kind of the feel of the jock. I've already seen that transition into my program too this year, just coming back as a returning specialist with some returning students and some new students. And we had the most successful elections that I've had, which I've only had two, but the most successful elections that I've had. And it was just amazing to see the students supporting each other and encouraging each other and wanting each other to do better. You know, uh, it's really cool to see the kids teaching each other. You know, one has a better understanding of, the elections than the other. So then they help each other out. It's really cool. Yes. Did you experience any of that as a student when you were? Yes. Okay. Definitely for sure. Um, I actually did write a little bit down. So I actually, when I was a senior and a third year JAG member, um, I was definitely a sidekick. I was the president of my program. Um, so I got to do a lot. I went to competitions for employability skills. So I definitely assisted in resume and cover letter writing and with employability skills for the interview. Um, I got to be with my peers and sit down one-on-one -on -one and help them perfect 
their resume, looking at mine right there side by side to compare. Um, yeah, so definitely my senior year, I got to do a lot of that. What is something you learned from one of your peers? Something that I learned from one of my peers? Yes. Um, so Macy Garner, she actually went to state with me. And there was a few times, uh, and nationals with me too. There was a few times where I was nervous, you know, and she was like, just just don't be nervous. Just believe in yourself. You know, she just reiterated to me what I knew. So uh, you don't have to think about anybody else, your competitors, your other people applying. Just think about yourself and know who you are and stand strong in that. As long as you have your eyes looking the right direction, then you shouldn't be worried about anybody else in the room. And at that time, the competitive events for nationals um, were associated with the National Student Leadership Academy in Washington. As you know, that has changed. And so we have a smaller National Student Leadership Academy in DC, and it's mostly about leadership workshops, breakout sessions, those types of things. Uh, and then we have the National Career Development Conference in the spring. I'd like to talk a little bit about both of those. Um, but you and you can talk, although you didn't participate in an NCDC because it didn't exist at the time, you can talk about the competition. So oh, sure. let's just let's talk about the importance of the career development conferences starting at the local level and and why that is so important for students and a little bit about the opportunities they have through that process. Okay, yeah. So let's just start with the uh, career development conference. Number one, it is fun and it builds community. But besides that, um, starting at the local level and working your way up, it does allow you to improve your abilities, right? You get feedback and even if you place and you move up, uh, you get to look at that feedback and go again. You know, you have an opportunity to make tweaks and adjustments. Um, and that is an amazing thing to have. You know, it's way different than, hey, you got the job, hey, you didn't. It's like, this is what exactly you can do better on, and this is how you can do it. Um, so that just provides so much better uh, support and to needed in order to succeed. As you were, and I'm pretty sure we've always had regional CDCs. So you had to, you had to go to the regional career development conference to be able to get to the state. Mm -hmm. And then of course the big prize at that time was the national event. Mm -hmm. What um, did you think you would make it to state, make it to nationals? And what was it like when you kept advancing and you finally, you know, figured out you were going to go to the national competition? Yeah, that was super cool. Um, I actually put a presentation together for my students with those pictures on it. So I'll have to share that with you. It was so cool because I competed in a video um, uh, project-based learning presentation and employability skills. And when they called like third and then second, I did not think that I was going to be called. And then I was called and I was like, okay. And so then I would go get my medal and then they would call third and second and then first again. And I was like, this is not happening. It was really unbelievable. And then it was just like, wow, I'm so proud of myself because I like to think, you know, that I'm humble and I know other people have great qualities as well. So I never, I never assume that I'm the best, but to be able to get first, that is unbelievable. It's a really cool feeling. Did you see the, and you, you probably already knew this before, but did you, did you see the correlation between preparation, hard work and reward? Because yes. that is kind of why we do it the way we do it. Exactly. 
and especially when you get that first reward or that first advancement from local to regional or however it may be, it's just like serious. It's a game on, you know, cause you know, like, Oh, wow. I'm in this for something. Even, even if it's just a feeling that first time you get that feeling of reward or success, you just want to, I want to chase that. Right. So obviously you were a successful student. You graduated from high school. Then tell us what happened and tell us your path to becoming a career specialist. Yeah, uh, for sure. So I graduated high school and uh, my senior year, I took just a hosting job at a Mexican restaurant called La Mesa. And I got to actually use, I'd been studying Spanish since seventh grade. And so I got to actually put it into place. Um, and that was really cool. I developed a ton. Uh, and then when I, a few months after graduation from May until, uh, August, that's, that's when I started my job at the warehouse. Um, and there, there was even more opportunities to speak Spanish with my coworkers, a supervisor. Uh, and then I was promoted in three months to a clerk position, which is where I did paperwork. And I made sure that we were getting the right materials. And this was for, um, alongside General Motors. That was a really cool position. And I would get to talk to the truck drivers in Spanish. Um, so then by the time when I was ready for a career advancement, I had gained a lot more skills. I had 10 key down. Um, I could work some Microsoft programs and things like that. So I just held my breath and I applied for an accounting position, a accounting clerk, accounts payable. Um, and I got the position. It was on the job training. It was a great opportunity good benefits, great pay. I just was not feeling rewarded in my life. I feel like uh, there was empty and that I should have been doing more. And then my sisters invited me to their I&I at Baser. And uh, I was just there and I was like, yeah, this is where I belonged then. I feel like I belong here now. I'm just going to apply. And that's when I applied for JAG and I went through my training and now I'm here. That's great. So, it was just hard work. I think it was just hard work showing up every day, continuing to be the same person and proving her who you are. It goes back to that character building in the putting those practices in daily and always improving to or striving to do better. And I think it's, uh, it's um, illustrative of what you can do without necessarily a formal degree. I mean, you learned, you mentioned on the job, you learned yes. a lot of skills by doing it, but you were willing to, to take on the work, to um, seek additional opportunities. As you mentioned, you showed up on time, you, you were a good employee and you were hungry. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I volunteered so, to learn new things, volunteered to do the jobs, like going through paperwork that was older than I was. Right. As I understand it, though, you are still pursuing some additional education, maybe to become a teacher. Is that right? Yes. So uh, right now I am pursuing uh, my associates at KCKCC. Right now, my major is listed as education. But I am thinking about maybe psychology because I feel like it could grant me a better understanding. And then I could also provide better aid. Um, that makes sense. But, you know. I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm part-time. I'm not full-time, but I'm, I'm going, I'm working towards it. And you're continually learning. I think that's yes. something that we all need to realize we need to do. <laughs> Even if you're 57, you, you need to continue to learn every day something. Mm -hmm. So it makes 
learn from anybody. I try to learn from my students every day, my coworkers, my peers, everybody. If you weren't a JAG case student in the past, what do you think would be the next best preparation for being a JAG K career specialist? That is a hard one. Um, I don't know if there's a lot that can totally prepare you to be in a classroom unless you were already in a classroom before. Um, I mean, I, I had been in a classroom in high school, but it's different when it's your classroom for sure. Um, it is a very rewarding job. All I will say is that take your time to learn everything. Ask for help when is needed. We are all, at Schlegel, we all support each other, um, all four of us, all the time. So I would definitely just say, if you're becoming a new specialist, shadow your peers, ask for help when it's needed, and give yourself some grace. And also remember, that's your classroom. I, if you look at the job description for a career specialist, it is long mm -hmm. and uh, uh, varied. There are a number of things we ask our specialists to do. We want you to build relationships. We want you to teach competencies. We want you to enter data. Uh, there's so much. So on one hand, there's a lot of variety. Um, but on the other hand, it is, it could be all consuming. So how do you, how do you try to establish parameters, barriers maybe um, to make sure you're managing your time well and you're getting everything done? Okay. Uh, I, I like to do, I'm a very person of habit and routine. You know, I come in, I do the same thing every morning. I open up my computer and I make sure I have my data entered for the day, right? Or, mm -hmm. or ready to be entered. We create these profiles and then we add students to them um, to make sure that it's ready to go for the day, that then it doesn't take all my time, you know, opposed to waiting for the end of the day and then trying to remember uh, how each student performed, where they are at in each competency level, or um, if they were having a bad day. I also like to make notes as I go. Like if there was something to make note of, I like to make a note, uh, and then I can always follow up with that student, or we can talk about it later. I can check on them a different time. Um, so I would definitely say notes, being a person of routine and entering your data every day. Right. What is something that your career specialist self would have told your student self about maybe life or, and you, you were a good Jack Hay student. Um, mm -hmm. So you may not have had as many challenges, but is there something that if you could go back, however many years you would tell your younger self about either Jack Hay or preparing for the next step in your journey? Yes, um, I would say two things. I would say stress is half the battle, right? If you can just kind of remove that stress and think logically of how you can approach the situation, that definitely takes so much weight off your shoulder. Mary Gary used to look at me and say, Kylie, 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 breathe, breathe. Now just take a breath. And then she's like, now what do we do? You know, and I mean, she would just help me figure it out. She would help me level myself out. Self out. Um, definitely, I want to tell the students to show up and show out all the time. Always do your best because you never know who's watching. Um, and also, you should be doing it for yourself, right? Uh, I'm, I love this quote right now. 
it says how you do anything is how you do everything. I don't know who said it at the moment, but I, I've been saying that to myself all the time, just so I make sure I'm giving 100%. If I'm asking my kids for 100%, I need to make sure I'm also giving that to them. That's great. So what are you doing with your students right now? What are Schlegel High students in your class working on, focused on? Tell us what's going on. For sure. So we actually just wrapped up elections. Uh, we have a president, vice president, secretary, parliamentarian. We have an alternate leader who's always going to be on standby to fill in if we have a sick person or somebody who can't go. And then a social media manager. So we have six positions that people ran for. We just finished that, and I introduced the I&I. &I. Um, we are about to start planning, so we have one month to plan and get it going, which I think that's good. We got our leadership established now. Um, as you know, on the 11th, we have the Leadership Development uh, Conference, and I'm so excited for that. And then on the 17th of October, myself and two officers and one junior, are we got invited to the NICE Annual Luncheon Awards. So we're going to that. I'm super excited. Um, and then on the 24th, I'm taking a group of about 15 to 12, 12 to 15 students to the Mocan Laborers Union in Belton, Missouri. So, or it's the training center. But I'm so excited. We're gonna get to get. We're gonna get to do a jackhammer. Uh, it's gonna be. I'm excited. They're excited. So. Yeah, that's great. When do you all start? And and. You've started by virtue of being in JAG-K, you've already started to teach skills and competencies, but at what point will your students really start preparing for the career development conference? Is that an after, after the first of the year thing? And again, I know you're already teaching skills, but. Um, no, definitely not. I am. So we've already done some community service. We have also made cards for KU and a children's mental hospital and also children's mercy. We, uh, I delivered those for the students. So we, we've done some things that we can do PBLs on and stuff like that. So I definitely think after our I and I, I'm probably going to introduce a few things like our business plan team. I'll probably see who's interested in that and get them together because that will be beneficial for them to have more time to tweak, improve, perfect. Um, I'll probably get a small employability skills team together and have them check, show me what resumes they already have because, you know, some other classes have built resumes with them. So I want to see what they already have. Right. Uh, give them my take on it, the Jack K take. Right. Right. So in late November, early December, we have the JAG National Student Leadership Academy. It was a little bit different event when you attended, but it is one of the major events and really just a cool experience for students and adults who get to go. Um, to be able to participate in that event now, you have to be a, a regional president or vice president, and you need to be elected at the previous um, mm -hmm. state CDC. So is that anything that you've talked to your students about as far as the, the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C.? Have you shared your stories? Um, and are they like, oh, Miss Ron, quit telling us stories about what you did or what, how do they react yeah. when you tell them about the experiences you had as a student? Uh, you know, they're like, what, uh, how do, how do we get to do that? You know, they, they almost think it's not within their grasp. So I really hope to show them that it is within their grasp. Um, 
like I mentioned, I did make a photo presentation. I'm going to show it to them today. That's going to show me at stay at K stay at CDC at the NS NSLA, um, all of that. So we're going to actually talk about that today. And then I'll also mention it to my officers that they have an opportunity to run for regional officers this year for next year. And then they could also go to, um, the academy as well. Tell us about your experience in Washington. Okay, that <laughs> was definitely a blast. Uh, I definitely talk about Washington DC still to this day. Uh, my dad was born there and I had never been. So that's one very cool thing. Um, he's also a veteran and we got to go to Arlington and see the tomb of the unknown soldier. And that was just, that was very cool to me. But I love that we, we walked everywhere. I love that we got to see every monument. It was very bonding. Like we got to make relationships with, with students from across the state. You know, like I still remember Sebastian. Uh, we actually still talk. So that's, it's really cool to have that experience. Um, and even with the adults, like Bev and I have a relationship as well. And we have even whenever I was not in JAG anymore. So, and then when I came back in that time period, we still had a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. What has been the most challenging part about being a specialist? Good question. Um, I would say the most challenging part about being a specialist is to, I just really, it's hard to get those kids up on that level where they, where you want them to be for excitement, you know, like, yes, I want to do this, um, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's a journey. You know, I think my leadership is going to help me, my newly elected officers. Uh, and I think they're excited. So yeah, it just, just getting the kids excited has been the most difficult part, like getting them to want to do the campaigns, getting them to want to enter into the competitions. Um, but I think once we do it once and the students go, I think it's going to be easy. Yeah. What has, see that fun. Right, right. What has been the most rewarding part thus far? Uh, definitely seeing improvements. Definitely. I had a student when I first started, they would just walk out of the classroom, slam the door, and not acknowledge me. I just slowly built a relationship with them. They told me that they don't like to ask because nobody grants them permission. So I just slowly was like, I was like, well, I will. I will grant you permission, but you're going to communicate with me. And that might seem like a little step, but it takes those little steps. So I would give her permission every time, every time. And then eventually we were doing something and I couldn't give her them permission. And I said, hey, uh, not right now. Let's wait in, in a second. They sat down and waited a second and did not cause an issue. Um, in other classes in the past, that has been an issue. So just the growth, seeing the growth and then also hearing it from others, people. Oh, it's just it's great. It's great. Yeah. And so you do have a life outside of JAG-K. Uh, maybe it doesn't seem that way at, at times, but um, what do you do for fun? Uh, for fun, I actually do photography. I love to take photos. Um, I, I take some senior photos for obviously family. Um, I do also take live photos for bands when they're performing. That's, that's pretty cool to do. Uh, and that's fun for me. You know, I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. Right. Is there anything else we didn't cover that you think is important for people to know about your history with, with JAG K as both a student and a career specialist? I just want to emphasize that without 
Jag K, I would be lacking some skills that I have, especially speaking. I would probably be nervous. I know I would be nervous because I was a nervous speaker before I joined Jag K. Um, I definitely would not have the the resume that I have or the interview skills. I had did so many practice interviews. I am not nervous for interviews that often anymore. Uh, I like them. <laughs> Great. Well, it's again really fun having you back. Uh, once in the Jag family, you're always in the Jag K family, but you know you're a more active part than you were for that short period of time that that you, that you weren't. Um, with as as a, a student or a specialist so it's fun to catch up today and i look forward to seeing you at our leadership development conference you mentioned october 11th and this episode is actually going to be playing before then so uh, this will be a reminder to everyone that that gets to go um that that's coming up and it's a fun event you get to see students and and specialists from across the state it's like a kind of a family reunion of sorts. And then you learn some things too. So that's the ben another benefit. But uh, Kylie Ron Pittman, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Thank you. Thanks for watching Espresso Yourself with Chuck. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will subscribe to the channel and also check out all the videos on our Jobs for America's Graduates Kansas YouTube site. Music for Espresso Yourself with Chuck is provided by Ben Sound Music at bensound.com. Thank you to our announcer, Kelly Newton, and producers Kim Fertig and Don Neer. <laughs>